This flash briefing was made possible by a sponsorship from Avexis, a clinical stage gene therapy company. The following content was not developed by Avexis. Today is Wednesday, May the 15th, 2019. I'm Michael Morale, Director of Multi-Channel Content for SMA News Today. Luparel and acetate may be a promising therapy to minimize swallowing dysfunctions in patients with spinal and bulbar muscular atrophy, otherwise known as SBMA, a study finds. The study, Efficacy and Safety of Luparel and Acetate for Subjects with Spinal and Bulbar Muscular Atrophy, Pooled Analysis of Two Randomized Controlled Trials, was published in the Journal of Neurology. SBMA, also known as Kennedy's disease, is a type of spinal muscular atrophy that starts in adulthood and is characterized by widespread muscle weakness and wasting in the arms, legs, head, and neck, also known as bulbar involvement. For this reason, besides having impaired mobility, SBMA patients may have difficulty swallowing and speaking. The disorder is caused by mutations in the androgen receptor gene, otherwise known as the AR gene, located in the X chromosome, which provides instructions for the androgen receptor protein. Although this protein is present everywhere in the body, it is enriched in motor neurons, the nerve cells responsible for controlling voluntary movements that are gradually destroyed in patients with SMA. Because the AR gene affects the body's response to androgens, the male hormones involved in sexual development, such as testosterone, patients may have other symptoms, including infertility and erectile dysfunction, otherwise known as male impotence. The study went on to report the following, quote, Successful treatment of SBMA in mouse models with castration or administration of luparel and acetate, which is a luteinizing hormone releasing hormone, otherwise known as an LHRH, which reduces the amount of testosterone released from the testes, supported the idea that testosterone blockade therapy could be beneficial and enabled subsequent human clinical trials. End quote. In the study, Japanese researchers performed a pool analysis of two identical randomized, placebo-controlled, double-blind clinical trials. The first one, known as JASMINT-06DB, and the second one, known as JASMINT-11DB, to evaluate in more detail the efficacy and safety of luparel and acetate in patients with SBMA. In both trials, patients were randomly assigned to receive either luparel and acetate or a placebo, which was known as a control, once every 12 weeks for 48 weeks. The primary goal was to assess changes in the amount of barium residues, which was a contrast agent used to visualize structures in the body, and it was viewed in the pharynx, or the throat, when patients attempted to swallow. Secondary measures included blood tests to measure testosterone levels, scrotal skin biopsies, and quality of life assessments. In total, 283 SBMA patients were enrolled, including 142 who were treated with luparel and acetate, and 141 were treated with a placebo. Patients treated with luparel and acetate and those treated with a placebo had an average decrease of 4.12% in the amount of barium residues which was present in the pharynx after initial swallowing, although differences between the two groups after initial swallowing suggested that luparel and acetate might be effective at each assessment point. The changes from the initial visit to the last visit were not statistically significant between both groups and the primary objective was not reached. In general, luparel and acetate treatment was well tolerated. The incident of side effects, which was 81.7%, 10.5%, 
taking luperelin and 80.1% in the placebo group, and drug-related side effects, which was 62.7% taking luperelin and 53.9% in the placebo group, were similar between the two groups. However, some of the side effects, including abnormal liver function, weight gain, skin reaction at the injection site, decreased libido, erectile dysfunction, and excessive sweating, were more severe in patients treated with luperelin acetate than in those treated with the placebo. Researchers concluded their comments with the following statement, quote, In conclusion, luperelin acetate may be safe and beneficial for improvements of swallowing dysfunction in the patients with SBMA without increasing the number of serious side effects. Further investigations are needed to clarify the efficacy of this therapy for SBMA. End quote. Coming up next, perspectives from SMA News Today Community Development Manager, Kevin Schaefer. Are you interested in understanding gene therapy? ExploreGeneTherapy.com has helpful information about gene therapy, including its history and how it is being investigated for the treatment of genetic diseases. Visit www.ExploreGeneTherapy.com. From Embracing My Inner Alien, a column by Kevin Schaefer, May 14th, 2019. A couple of months ago, a woman stopped me in the hallway of the clinic I go to for physical therapy. She overheard me talking with one of my physicians about my Spinraza treatments, and she asked me to speak with her two teenage sons, who both have SMA. Both sons were pretty reluctant to try Spinraza, and the mother was hoping I would help them reconsider. I spent the next few minutes talking with these guys about SMA stuff, my awesome Jayco robotic arm, which they were quite enamored with, and what kind of video games they were into. I shared with them that I was also terrified about receiving the injections, but I'm glad I went through with it. They left the conversation a little more at ease, and I think it was beneficial to get advice from someone who gets it. Last week, another interaction took place at the same clinic. A visiting physical therapist from Texas approached me and asked me about the speed of my chair. It can make the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs, is what I should have said. We joked about popping wheelies with it and seeing if it, I could cruise down the highway with it. Normally when I get the how fast does that thing go question, I get annoyed. In this instance, however, I could tell that this guy wasn't using this line as a cheap icebreaker to awkwardly converse with me. We talked some more, and I learned that he had a teenage friend with SMA. I told him that I'd love to talk with his friend sometime, and we exchanged business cards. At the last comic book convention I went to, I met an artist who was helping mine the table for Magic Wheelchair, an organization that makes specialized costumes for kids in wheelchairs. We spent a few minutes geeking out over obscure horror comics, and then we learned a little bit about each other's stories. He survived a liver transplant a few years ago, and I told him about my life with SMA and what I do. I also had a copy with me of an anthology I contributed to, and we're now talking about collaborating on a post-apocalyptic comic that I pitched to him. My favorite story in recent memory happened a couple of weeks ago, when I went to see Avengers Endgame for a second time. As my friends and I waited for the trailers to start, another guy in a wheelchair took a seat in the same row as us. I didn't see his face when he came in, but on the way out of the movie, we recognized each other from a 2017 SMA fundraiser. We spent the next few minutes catching up, and as he drove away with his friends, I turned around to my friend Kenny, who was already grinning. Anticipating his words, 
I spoke first. Yes, I know what you're thinking. Every wheelchair user knows each other. Interactions like these happen all the time for me. I make connections with people whether it's at a hospital, a movie theater, a restaurant, or at a bar where someone sees my Jayco arm and says, Cool drinking arm, man. I have many friends and acquaintances, but I also talk with strangers regularly. One of the most powerful nuances of living with SMA is the sheer amount of conversations that stem from it. Not all of these conversations are good, and many are insanely awkward. Ignorance will always exist in society, and it's something I deal with no matter where I go. Still, I'm constantly reminded of the positive encounters I've had, as well as the ways in which my disability has helped me to better connect with people. It's a strange effect of living with a neuromuscular disease, but it's one I'm grateful for. By the way, that cool drinking arm story really did happen. I'm Kevin Schaefer, Community Development Manager for SMA News Today. The information in our flash briefings and podcast are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to SMA News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. All of our podcast and flash briefings can be found on our website at www.smanewstoday.com. You can also find our podcast and flash briefings on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. And be sure to follow us on our Instagram and Facebook page as well. For SMA News Today, I'm Michael Morale, Multi-Channel Content Director.